Well, howdy, folks. Welcome to Michael Perry's voicemail, episode number 13. Out my window from the little room over the garage, I can see a beautiful autumn morning with sun coming through the colored leaves. I just got done pulling the... We got one of those old trailers that was made out of a pickup truck bed. You don't see a bunch of those around anymore. It, uh, it came with the farm. And I just got done pulling it out into the sunlight. It'll sit there all day. It's full of pumpkins and squash and a few gourds. And we park it in the sun so they can cure a few more days before we store them for the winter. The news here is, I don't know, pretty low-key. We're just hunkered down and hustling like everybody else. And uh, speaking of that, truck bed trailer folks ask me a lot I write a column every week called Roughneck Grace and uh, I do about 51 of those a year so I got to come up with something and yesterday was the day I had to come up with my column and you just look for anything really and so the news today is that I was moving that truck bed trailer and I realized you don't see a lot of those trailers anymore you used to see them all over because you ran your truck into the ground and then you salvaged what you could and one of the things folks would do is detach the bed and and take the cab off the frame and then you pinched the front end of the frame together and turned it into a trailer so the news uh, the news here today is I'll take whatever I can get when it's time to write a column um, so every week I write a column called Roughneck Grace it appears in the Wisconsin State Journal and it appears in print on Sunday mornings every Monday we put it up on our website and our many worldwide social media platforms so, for instance, if you go there right now, go to sneezingcow.com, uh, you'll find on the main page, you'll find a link to this week's Roughneck Grace, which was about, well, tangentially about apples. Um, today I'm going to revisit, usually I revisit a Roughneck Grace, and then I have what I call the Roughneck Rewind. But today I was just, for some reason, I was thinking about uh, my neighbor Tom and... Uh, I wrote a book called Visiting Tom, and one of my favorite stories about Tom is how he courted his wife, Arlene, and so I thought I would just read that section from Visiting Tom. Tom arrived in 1929, and there had been some setup before this about the farm where he was born and raised. Tom arrived in 1929. Born at a hospital in nearby Eau Claire, he spent his first night at the farmhouse swaddled in a crib upstairs. He has lived beneath the same roof for every one of his 82 years since. He'll smile when he describes his childhood, how he'd snatch up his school books, go slamming out the screen door, trot past the barn, and drop down the cut back bank to the footbridge spanning Cotter Creek, then on to a second bridge that served as a natural meeting place for the local farm kids making the two-mile trek to the old one-room school. Stealing a few moments from the morning, Tom, his brother, and the neighbor boys would gather up shale rocks, and drop them plonk into the water. Some days Tom lingered even longer, searching for stone flakes left streamside by the Ojibwa as they napped arrowheads and skinning tools. By the time he was in high school, he had a sack full. He graduated in 1947. Blessed with a natural understanding of animals and preternaturally adept at mechanics, he elected to stay at home and farm with his father. Still, even a good young man gets restless, and evenings when the chores were done, he would head to town on his brand-new 1948 Harley-Davidson. To ensure the ladies noticed him, Tom wove decorative green and red lights through the front wheel spokes, and then, 
Rigging a pair of generator brushes so they contacted a copper band soldered to the brake drum, he wired a switch that drew power from the low-beam headlight. When he hit that switch, he says, the bike lit up like a rolling Christmas tree. The lights were wasted on Arlene Knutson, as she wasn't the kind of girl to be on the street at night. In fact, it was full daylight on a hot Sunday morning the first time Tom caught her eye, or ear. Arlene was sitting in a church pew beside her mother. The church doors were open to circulate the air, and Tom Hartwig raced that Harley through at full throttle, on the sidewalk. All that noise and during worship. It didn't set well, Arlene says, and when Tom asked her out after services, her mother forbade it. Furthermore, Arlene said, she wasn't riding on any motorcycle. Seeing he was at a disadvantage on two wheels, Tom tried four, got himself a white 49 Chevy convertible and a red shirt. Arlene was at work in a second-story office building when she saw him coming this time, rolling downtown with the top down, that scarlet shirt playing off the white car, and when she tells the story now, her eyes glint as if she's seeing him coming up the street for the first time. There followed a successful courtship, and Right around the time Dwight D. Eisenhower was moving into the White House, the young couple married and set up housekeeping in the same upstairs bedroom where baby Tom first slept in his crib. In 1958, Tom's father stepped aside, moving with his wife to a small cottage the family built just 30 yards uphill from the original farmhouse. Tom and Arlene moved downstairs and assumed daily operation of the farm. Tom was just shy of 30 years old, and it was good, he'll tell you, to greet the morning in this place, to step out on that screen porch and see treetops poking through the bottomland mists, the only hint of a world outside their own two-track driveway curving out of sight around the corn crib. In the stillness, he walked the bird song to dawn down the footpath to the barn where the cows were waiting. So the roughneck reflection portion of that little reading is where are we now? Tom is still around, hanging in there. Um, he's finally showing a little age in his 90s. Um, Arlene has been gone for several years now. Um, they had a full, full life together. It was her dream to see their 60th anniversary, and she made it. It wasn't certain that she would, but she did. Um, of course, the, the beauty of that farm setting sets up the fact that right um, at the time Tom took over the farm, the state uh, came and they put I-94 right through his yard, basically split his farm in two, and thousands of vehicles a day go right through his front yard now. And, uh, you know, that's a consistent theme. We we see it right now. We, we have a, a beautiful spot out here in the country, but we can hear that interstate every day, and and the glow from the nearby city gets brighter every year, and um, they're building on the other side of the interstate now, and the apartments are going up, and there will be a gas station soon, and it just kind of kind of keeps coming. And I think one of the things that Tom has really helped me with, and maybe this is where I can stop rambling, Tom can be cranky, and Tom says what he thinks, sometimes to the point where it makes me a little uncomfortable. But Tom also has taught me about the idea of... Um, well, I used to say transcendence. I don't, I don't know that we transcend things. Uh, that used to be one of my favorite words. I still love the word, but I'm not sure if it's transcendence so much as navigation. Um, just reading the water and reading the currents and reading the change and, and deciding how you're going to proceed. 
um, because you can't build a dam big enough to hold it all back. So I, it's been a privilege to know Tom and, and Arlene when, when they were here. So that is my roughneck reflection for today. Um, we continue to so much appreciate uh, you subscribers and you folks who drop in and listen. If, uh, if you'd like to check out my other books or even a t-shirt or a, my, my friend Ben talked us into doing some sneezing cow can koozies and uh, so I did it. It's been fun. We actually, some folks have, have enjoyed those, but swing by sneezingcow.com. There's a store page there in the drop down menu, but most of all, just thanks for, thanks for coming along with us on these uh, voicemails and uh, we will catch you down the road. As we say where I'm from, we don't say goodbye. We say, well, I suppose, forward.